Hunky, welcome to the Letter Rip Season 2. Don't Blink Podcast, the best podcast on the planet. Yes, sir. Yeah, yo, 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 yo. Jaden, yep. how we looking, Jaden? We rocking. We rolling. We rolling. All three. Sporting touch of hands. Round number one. There's that fast dunk. I'm a no born in the Bronx, raising data. Been in the city since Pit had braids. Bahapanti parties, but I know how to sneak me out. Now it's seven figure meetings every day. We need a house. It's game time, the game's mine. You know the vibe. Yo, yeah, how a new Nintendo repping 305. Welcome everybody to another episode of Don't Blink Podcast. You know, I got two nights in the building. Yes. Good to see you again, brother. Yeah, hell yeah. We back, baby. We back. This is my first uh, podcast back since the fight. And yeah. I'm so glad to have my brother right here, Malky for those of the, for those people that don't know, which is very few, but Malky is uh, the CEO of First Round Management, yes. the man, the myth, the legend behind a lot of fighters, a lot of NFL players, a lot of big people in the game. Period. Malky, so glad to have you here, my brother. Thank I you. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Hell well, you look yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you. You look thank good. You. Thank you. I, got, I got the Wolverine skin. It comes back good. <laughs> My face is puffy because I eat too much, though, dog. Yeah, he's been letting it rip. You and me both. I, 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 I done gained about 30, 40 pounds in the fight. Oh, yeah, first, and, and, and I, I wrote this down. I didn't need to, but I wrote it down just to remind myself. I want to, first of all, thank you for everything you've done for me uh, yeah. in my career and everything leading up to the day, man. Thank you so much. Had an amazing moment a couple weeks ago. Thanks to you. So thank you, my brother, for real. Yes, sir. Right, bro, you deserve it, dude. Thank I you. I mean, you're one of those guys that's like, a, it's a great story. You know what I mean? And I think people respect that. That You know what I mean? You're a guy that, it's funny, you sent me that picture. That was, Tiago came by the office. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was telling him about the rematch and all that stuff. And, you know, he's, he's down for it. He's told me that you invited him to the podcast. Yeah. So I think he's coming on, like, the next time he can, you know? That'd be awesome. And, and, be, um, yeah. and uh, you know, I was telling him, I said, Doug, you have my boy looking like a Cabbage Patch kid. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 We're talking shit. You know what I mean? The funny thing about being a manager, right, is that like you can't show favoritism to one guy or the other. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I represent yeah. him too. Right. So when I'm with him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you fucked him up. And then when I'm with you, I'm like, yo, bro, don't worry about it. It's all good. But what's funny is that you sent me a picture of where you were at in 2005 right. and where he was at in 2005. And he was in the UFC fighting yeah. in 2005. And I think people don't understand that you're not supposed to really be doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Guys don't start at 40 years old to fight. The days of Randy Couture doing shit and all that stuff, that's over. There's never going to be another 40-year-old that wakes up one day and decides he's going to go fight and be successful. That stuff doesn't yeah, really yeah, happen yeah, like yeah. that, right? right. And um, the fact that you did it and you got to the, to the highest pinnacle of your sport, which, by the way, I mean, at your weight class and the whole nine, it's like, you know, the division and all that stuff. Uh, you know, super proud of you, bro. Thank you, you, can't, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't take anything away from me. You know what I'm saying? Thank so, you. thank you. That's kind of like the yeah. the thing I want to make sure you understood. That picture is powerful, and if you guys have a way to put that up on the podcast, someone should put that up and, and yeah. kind of show it because it, it, you know, listen, it's not like I'm not making an excuse for you. It's the truth. You know, you were in those Dade County Blues. I don't know where you were at, but I just yeah. call them Dade County Blues. <laughs> well, those are the Florida State Blues. I was in prison. The, the, the picture, by the way, but everybody uh, watching is uh, a picture of Tiago Alves and his um, his first uh, UFC fight, which is November something of 2005, and then a picture of me and my uh, Florida Prison State Blues in 2005. And I and I wrote to Malky. I said, "This is not a knock on him or anything. I'm not trying to be funny. It's just you know he was on. He stayed on his path. He's uh, he's been on his path. He's a fucking he's a legend. He's, a, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean?" I got to where I'm at today, fucking bumps and bruises on the road, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but we we made it, bro, and it, it was amazing to be in the same fucking ring with him and fighting him and everything. It was amazing, man. It was yeah. intense, too, yeah. bro. Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. was... Yeah. 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 He's, got, he's got nothing but good things to say about you. He was yeah. like, bro, it was an honor to share the ring with him, and it was you know it was an awesome night, you know yeah. what I mean? And I thought yeah. you guys had 
One of the best fights I've ever seen in any sport. Absolutely. Tiago, so, get ready for number two, baby. Oh, come I on, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, my brother, uh, well, don't blink podcast, man. This is, uh, it is you know, we're talking about us, but this is about you, man. I, I want I want, I want, want you to let the people know how, how you started. You've always, to me, you're one of these people, I like to call you like a Midas, where, where every touch is gold, but because you put a lot of effort behind what you do, you were successful in uh, in the real estate business and mm-hmm. mortgages and mortgage and stuff, then you, you step to, to the sports management and you're the most successful. Um, killing it, killing let people it. Know, I want, let people know from the beginning, man, how everything started. Like I, As a kid, how you came up to where you're at today. Oh, man. You was, was born like, here? You was born in Miami? I might start, yeah, I might uh-huh. start crying. This is a long story, yeah, bro. Nah, shit, good, let it rip. This is what it's all about. There, I don't know if you hey, y'all talk. watching, don't, don't blink. Know, I don't know if... Uh, Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> but by the way, how wild are the times that we're in right now, right? We're like, everything's based on some sort of like sorcery or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. The universe is aligning. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no, bro. Wait, I mean, listen. wait you're, you're, in a, you're in Aries, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aries, bullheaded, aggressive, you know, sensitive, all that bullshit. Nah, but bro, you know, I mean, um, my mom and dad are from Jordan. Let me start there, right? So we're Middle Eastern. My parents came here, first-generation Jordanians. I don't know if I said that right. They're the first Americans in my family. Like basically, yeah, they well, came yeah, from, they're, they're first, I'm a first. I-I'm a first. I'm a yeah. first-generation. Like I'm American the first Jordanian. I'm the very first American citizen in my family. Right. Out of, amongst all of my whole family, even my dad, he got his papers a month after I was born. Oh shit! So they came here. You know what I mean? To get away from all the stuff that's going on in the Middle mm-hmm. East. We're from a country called Jordan, which, um, for a lot of people, if they don't know, like where Israel's at, Palestine is a you know. Basically, a part of like Jordan and Israel. Right. Yeah. So it's like you know Israel's here. Jordan kind of connects with it. The Dead Sea. And that's crazy because there's the middle. war. Is that war right there in Palestine? Yeah. And so Palestine is like you know what I mean. Like the 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 middle part or a part of you know either one or the other one. And so growing up, my mom and dad were very Arab. So you know it was hey Habibi, get up. It's time to go to school and you know <laughs> stuff like that. It wasn't like hey you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't. So I, I you know a lot of shit for me was backwards. But what American kids and what you got to do, let's say growing up, they didn't let me do it. So I had to stay in the house. You know what I mean? Everything was about praying, going to school, trying to, you know, get past stuff. I was the oldest of six kids. And we lived a pretty good life until I was about 11 years old. When I was 11, my mom um, had a real bad nervous breakdown. I find out she's got, you know, she's schizophrenic, bipolar, manic depressive. So my whole life after that kind of completely changed, right? So. Yeah. I can tell you guys stories and we could be here forever, but it's like a lot of shit, you know what I mean, with my mom. So, you know, they said they tell you that your relationships, how good they are, how bad they are, is based on, you know, your relationship with your mom. So me and my mom were super tight. I'm the oldest, the first time yeah. pretty much, for, you know, all my, my aunts and uncles, I was a spoiled one, right. you know what I mean? But I was always that guy that my dad made sure that, like, you know what I mean, I was on point. So yeah, I right. wanted to be a gang member so bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, you laugh, bro, but, you know what I mean? I tell stories, yeah. I, I, I try to remind level and shit like that, that, like, they used to come to my house. To learn how to wrestle. I, right. I, I met them at the gym one day, and yeah. he's like, no, that's not true. I'm like, yes, it was. Like, I remember I was 15, 16, and I was dying for somebody to walk me into some fucking gang. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you know, but my dad would, you know, always constantly whoop my... So yeah. I was like that... Hey, you I, go to Malky's <laughs> office, and he grab you and try to body slam you. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, no, but you know what's funny is that, like, my dad was like, bro, you know what I mean? What, what's wrong with you? You know, why do you want to do all this shit for? And I was like, bro, I just, I love the fight. You know what I mean? So almost made no, no, how do I say it? Like, it makes a lot of sense that I'm in the fight game, but I didn't mean to be in the fight game. Yeah. So I was like that weird type of gangster. I used to get into fights all the time, but I had like straight A's and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the right, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it was, the life wasn't for me, you know, but I thought it was. But my dad was on my ass. So I grew up real fast. You know what I mean? My mom was sick, so really nobody was at home um, doing anything. My mom was screaming at the walls. 
Uh, I mean, there's a lot of the crazy stories. Yeah, yeah. I was in a wrestling match, you know what I mean, my high school year. And my coaches would tell you the story. I was in, about to go on the mat. The cops show up. My mom went to school. She told them that, you know, I got kidnapped. So right before, like, a match, and then I lost that motherfucker, bro. You know what I'm saying? So there's so much shit that, like, I lost out on as a kid, especially, like, during those important years as a, you know what I mean, as a, as a teenager and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I didn't get that. The formative years where you're yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and my dad worked his ass off, so I didn't really get a lot. So I had to kind of be the mom and dad of the house, mm-hmm. and my sisters had to do stuff, and I had to, so I learned how to cook and clean at a young age. Um, bro, it, it, you know, dumb shit sticks out to me from my, my, my childhood, like, I remember one time, bro, you know, because you got to remember, too, it's not like we had a lot of money. Uh-huh. You know, There's a lot of kids. So between me, my brothers and sisters, my mom and dad, is eight people in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we lived in a three-bedroom house in South Miami. It wasn't like I lived in the hood or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was bad, but there was times when it got bad. There was times when the lights went out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the, the biggest thing for me was watching my mom get Baker acted probably about 10 times throughout, like from 11 to oh. about 18 when I cleared the house. You know what I mean? So in those years... You know, the cops come and they pick up your mom and they're slamming her on a damn bed. Oh. And, and you know what I mean? It's like fucked up shit, you know? But yeah. I lived with it. And um, I'll never forget, bro. Like, one of the stories that really stuck out to me is one time my dad took us to the supermarket. Might have been 12, 13 years old. And he took us all. And he was like, oh, you guys pick whatever cereal you guys want. Ta-ta-ta. So everybody, you know, if you want cookies, crisps, to, today's yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, you know, whatever the fuck, right? Today's the day. Go yeah. pick it out. And so, bro, we're going through the thing, bro. The shredded wheat was my frosted, the frosted shredded wheat, bro. That was my thing. So let me get that. Let me get the big box. Get a gallon of the red milk, the red top, not on this whole milk bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad bought two gallons of milk. He bought five, six boxes of cereal. So us, all the little, all my little brothers, six of us, all got that. And buddy, you know what I mean? My mom had these, these, these weird episodes, episodes and stuff, you know. So we come in the house. My dad had just spent eight hundred dollars in food. And this was, bro. You talking about nineteen, like ninety one, ninety two, right? So he's, he, you know, we come into the crib and. I went to sleep early that night, bro. You guys don't understand how much like cereal is such a big part of our life, right? So when you're looking forward to it, you know what I'm saying? When, when, you're, when, you're, when you're going through like uh, like what, what we went through, my mom would throw out all the food, she'd throw out all the medicine. So you know how like most Cuban grandmothers, they have like medicine in their chest, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but my mom had the whole medicine cabinet in her chest. Yeah. So when she walked, I hear the pills are moving around and shit. My mom was, like I said, she's schizophrenic, so the voices in her head were telling her everything was poisoned. So, buddy, I go to sleep that night. My dad didn't have to tell me shit. 9.30 at night. We, we had a curfew, 9.30 at night. What type of gangster was I going to be? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 9.30 at night, I had to be in bed. Buddy, I went to sleep like a baby. I woke up at 6 a.m. I was the first one up that day. I Ready said, for the frosted flakes. Like, Ready for the... I go into this fucking kitchen. I find the cereal. I pop that bitch open. Fucking put it in the bowl. I'm talking about to the top. Mom sleep. Dad sleep. Everybody yeah. sleep. It's just me. Boom. Put it to the top. I couldn't wait, but I had my uniform put out. I was, you know what I'm saying? Everything was ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I go inside the fridge, but looking for that milk. Not motherfucker. Oh, the milk was gone. She poured it down the drain. Oh, oh shit. So man. my life is, so that, that story kind of gives you a lot of like what my life was growing up, right? You're, you're the peanut butter, no jelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, see, the sad thing is it was like, Damn. I'm going to get a great peanut butter and jelly sandwich and there'd be no peanut butter or jelly. Right. Yeah. Either one of them. Yeah, There'd yeah, just yeah. be two pieces of bread. You know what I mean? And, and my mom did that, bro. My mom's the greatest cook I've ever seen. But she, um, that might have been me. That was right. it, right? But, but like, <laughs> it would be like that. Dude. <coughs> There'd be days we'd get there and she'd be like, um, like, mom, what'd you make? She's like, oh, you know, whatever, go check. I go look, it'd just be like rice, <laughs> no beans, oh, no man. meat, no nothing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And bro, you know what I mean? So it's like a lot of people, they always thought like I grew up with all this like, you know, money and shit like that. And I really didn't. It was always a struggle and it was like maybe not necessarily always financial. My dad didn't always have it either. Sometimes we were up, sometimes we were down. Like, like yeah. a lot of us are, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, that was kind of like what my life was growing up. And just to give you the long story short, that was kind mm-hmm. of it, right? Like where you, every time I thought I was on the up and up, 
Something came down and crashed it down. I was in the state championship. I was, you know what I mean, favorite to at least take second. I had just won the regionals against the guy who did take second. And right before I got to go wrestle, a guy that I should have, I could beat 10 times out of 10. You know what I mean? The cops come. You know what I mean? It's just like dumb shit like that was my whole thing. My yeah. Goal. yeah. So then I, I, you know, making money was always something that, that, um, that I knew what I was going to do and I had to do. So from a young age, I went to work. <coughs> work has always been my, my escape. Right. You know what I mean? My escape. So yeah, yeah. I don't really fuck with a lot of shit. I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. I work. I work and I eat. I can't really. And you enjoy and you enjoy where you work. No, no. I enjoy, you know what I enjoy? I'm going to tell you what I really enjoy. So it's like, it's guys like you, honestly. So what makes my job really a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It's guys like Masvidal. You know what I mean? Make my job a lot of fun. You guys are the type of guys that like when I look at it, like when, 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 when someday somebody buries me, right? I want somebody, kids or somebody like to be able to walk up and say, you know what? That guy did a lot for my family. Yeah, That's sure. the shit that I enjoy. You get what I'm saying? Making Definitely. money, bro. I, I make, whether I did this or something else, I was always going to make money. I'm too smart not to. I got, you know, too much physical ability, brains to not, you know what I mean? And so that was it. And so it's funny how like your life growing up will, will start to, to, to shape you into who you're going to be. And so from a young age, bro, I just learned how to survive. My dad couldn't be there to cook for us and clean and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, well, there's another one, but I'll leave that story for another yeah, like, For the next podcast. <laughs> no, bro, like, I, I brought a chick home one time. All right. No, say it, it. Say it. Say it. Fuck it. We ain't, we, <laughs> we ain't going to save it. We ain't going to save it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> so, you know, growing up in a Middle Eastern family, if you're a female, you already know Pops ain't playing with that whole boyfriend right, shit. Right. And if you're a dude, Pops ain't playing with you having no girlfriend either because if he lets you have a girlfriend... He's got to let sisters have a boyfriend, right? Right, right, right? And that shit was not going to happen. So it was always like, yo, if you're going to have a girl, take her you know, somewhere else. Right. You don't have a girlfriend, right? Yeah. Don't let nobody know you, here. You, right. you don't have a girlfriend, right? <laughs> okay. So it's like, it was kind of like, you know, you, we yeah. knew what was up, but that was it. So I bring this chick home, right? And I'm like taking her home to meet my mom real quick. And I left the house, and the house was perfect. And my mom had an episode when I was gone, bro. And I have a little sister at the time who was three years old, or no, five years old. And she, her friends came over, and my other little sister was there, and my little brother. And, buddy, they ransacked the house. And my mom just sat there and let them. I left the house. The, the wall was as white as that wall there. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, she had written in Arabic across the whole wall from top to bottom, side to side. Holy shit. And so when I walk in, I'm fucking stunned. And the chick goes, uh, <laughs> everything all right here? <laughs> the icing on the cake goes, I'm like, damn, what you guys do here, you know? And um, mom comes up, and she's like, hey, you know what's up? And this and that. Oh, mom, hey, look, so-and-so. And she looks, she goes, oh, hey, so-and-so, it's nice to meet you. And she looks, and she goes, wait a minute. You're the whore that's been sleeping with my husband. We're 15 years old. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's crazy. That I don't think what? you guys understand. I didn't have a lot of people come over the house. Birthdays. Oh, was your birthday yesterday? Why didn't you tell anybody? Nah, bro. I, you know, I don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was just weird because, like, you know what I mean? Everybody can make such a big deal about something. Right. And, like, I couldn't. You know what I mean? If my birthday came, I didn't really tell nobody. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because if it meant coming to my house, that shit wasn't happening. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, so yeah, yeah. I love my mom to death. She's the sweetest lady in the world. And um, the one thing, though, that she did teach us till this day is you always got to put your life in God and in Christ. You have to. And I think that's the reason why, like, a lot of you guys don't really understand a lot of the work that I do. It's not because I was, you know, just doing it because I wanted to do it. It was all a mistake. And people don't understand that. So as I graduated high school and went to college, I worked Got into real estate, busting my ass in real estate. And then one day in 2007, when the thing crashed, it was all taken away. And to the point that me and my brother Abraham were fighting, we didn't talk. Me and my dad got into a fight, right? So we didn't talk. And then I find out he's got stomach cancer. Literally like four days, four, a month, after, four weeks after, you know, we stopped talking. I find that out. So now here I am, got to put my tail between my legs to go see what the fuck's going on with my dad. And then I find out it's stage four. So. Fuck. 
what I mean? It was a death sentence, so we knew that was going to come. Um, and so 2007 was kind of the worst year of my life, and I didn't yeah. know what the hell was going to happen. And then on top of that, me and my kid's mom, we break up. So all the money I had in the house and this and that, that's all gone. You know what I mean? And I don't have anything. So I spend maybe <clears throat> a week living in the car that was being repossessed, yeah. and I had to hide that motherfucker because it was <laughs> getting taken. And eventually they caught me. I mean, I don't know how they did oh, it, but they, they found me. Yeah, they found me. So they, they got the car. But, I mean, it was funny because even going through all that, I always put on a, a real good facade right. so that nobody would know, right? And that was kind of the problem. I, I don't like anyone to know when, like, I got an issue. I can solve yeah. your problems. But you're not gonna solve mine. Even if you could, I just you know what? Just don't worry about me. I'm, I'm not gonna lose. I'm gonna do it. You have, yeah. you have them. Right I've, I've always been that guy, you know. And um, man, I, I remember going on a date once, and all my clothes in the back seat. <laughs> Chick looks in the back, and she's like, "Yo, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I gotta go to the dry cleaner." What am I talking about? Like, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I had a kid. You know, I had my daughter, and um, mm-hmm. she was a year and a half when all this was going on. And um, that was kind of like the scariest part. You know, I had to beg people for five bucks. Back then, chicken nuggets were two nineteen. So with five bucks, I fed her twice. Yeah. If I didn't eat, I didn't eat. I weighed one hundred ninety two pounds. So you know, I didn't eat back then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This between all that stuff and 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 bro, one day out of nowhere, a buddy of mine's like, "Yo, let's go to the gym. Let's go train." You know what I mean? Maybe you need to hit the bags, get your mind off of shit. So I went and hit the bags a little bit. It was funny. They took me to the gym for them to quit the next day, and I stayed doing it. And oh, it was shit, what's, but ten years earlier, when I graduated high school, I went and did jujitsu with Conan Silvera. And Conan is the head coach at American Top Team. Absolutely, yeah. I knew nothing about MMA. I had only known about UFC 1, but that was more in 93 when it first started, 92, 93, right? And I had no idea about American Top Team. I didn't know anything about any of these guys. And so he comes in. I'm like, oh, shit. I go, coach, like, hey, what's up? He had his own thing. He was went away for a little bit, came back. And I just met on, on 117th and Sunset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's the coach there. No idea. I go pull in, boom, go to train. And um, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? You're my coach from 10 years ago. He's like, yeah, bro. He's like, hey, how you doing? And we just kind of like, you know, what are you doing now? So like, oh, I'm a sports agent. So in 05, while I was doing the real estate stuff, I meet Frank Gore. And Frank Gore is like, yo, you should become a sports agent. So I went to go become a sports agent. He goes into the NFL, and I get my license after. But, but I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I didn't have an, And then by 07, I didn't have enough money to really do it anyways. Like, it was over with, right? So, yeah, coach, I'm a sports agent. That's what I do. So, like, all right, cool. I got a kid for you. So, all right, cool. Come up Tuesday. All right, where do I got to go? Coconut Creek. So, you know, I go look it up. Coconut Creek's an hour north. Yeah. And I'm driving this, you know, repoed QX56, <laughs> which was the last of the cars that I had, right? And yeah. that shit takes gas. <laughs> and I'm begging for five bucks to try to feed my kid. How the fuck am I going to go up there? I mean, again, I'm putting on this facade, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know how, like, when you're coached, like, if, if like, all right, for example, right? If your girl came to you right now and said, hey, Yuli, if you're going to be a better fighter, you should stand in the mirror and punch it a thousand times at yourself. Right. 500 each hand, right? right? You're going to look at her, you know, pat her on the back and say, babe, I appreciate you. Right. I'm saying, go do your hair and nails, right? <laughs> if your mom and dad told you that, it's the same shit. But if Commander came in there and said, hey, Yuli, you want to win? Punch the mirror a thousand times. You're going to sit there and you're probably going to put an extra 10 punches, right? Absolutely. We always, for whatever reason, when coaches tell us to do something, we do it. Yeah. I was not going to go sign this kid. All right? And this kid happens to be Tiago Alves, the guy he fought last, yeah, right? Cool. Wow. My very, very yeah. first, My very first client in MMA was Tiago Alves. And um, I pull up after like three weeks. And on the third week, he tells me, hey, Mark, listen, bro. I'm not going to ask you again. It's disrespectful. I've asked you. I said, no, coach, I'm sorry. I've just been very busy. I don't really have anything going on. This wasn't going to drive an hour. Just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So I found a way to like manage some money. You know what I mean? I, I scraped it up. I filled the tank up. I get up there. I go meet the guy. So, oh, you're the guy I've heard a lot about, pop, 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 whatever. He gives me two deals. He says, here, if you can beat these deals from what I've gotten, you're my guy. 
So it went from like 30 grand each deal to like 150 each deal. So I do the math. Fuck, I got myself 60K in commission coming. <clears throat> I didn't even have to say anything. The following week, I've got 45 Brazilians that want to sign with me. Oh, <laughs> shit. Tiago Silva, Marcus Aurelio, Gleason Tibau. These are guys that anybody who knows anything about MMA will know. These are like, you know, guys Studs. that are yeah, all yeah, legends yeah. in the sport. And I legends. went from having no clients to in the course of 60 days having like 45. Nah, and then damn. I was in MMA. And that's how I got in. That you know what I mean? That's how I started. Right and I started doing only marketing. So I marketed the hell out of all the guys. And from there, it just, you know, it started to like, you know, really get after it. Fly here to go get John Jones. Go over here, get Carlos Condit. Come here, get Ben Henderson. Next thing, they're all champions. Then this guy's all champions. Before you knew it, I had multiple champions, multiple number one contenders. And, you know, I'm, I'm building this stuff up. And, uh, you know, we had our bumps along the way. I mean, shit happens, whatever it is. And then one day I looked back at the football stuff and I said, hey, you know, it's time for me to come back to it. And I promised myself that I was going to build a massive business. But people don't understand that the reason why I haven't gotten into baseball or basketball is not because I can't or because people don't want to do it with me. The reality of it is I don't want to get to the point where I can't come do this with one of my clients. I don't want to get to the point where I can't go to your fight or go check up on you because it's, it's not big enough or it's yeah. not you know, on my radar. So I've been waiting to find the right people to get in there and all that. But what I've been able to do is build a good, really good business. And from where I was 10 years ago to where I am today is night and day. Even from last year before the pandemic to today, you know, it's night and day. <clears throat> and a lot of people don't understand I probably work, you know, 18 to 19 hours a day. I sleep probably, you know, less than six hours a day, maybe four hours sometimes. That's why my bags under my eyes are, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. are, they're like a staple now. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. But the Louis Vuitton bags under there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually under the table, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, it's just that's how it started. You know what I mean? And I and I named the company first round management. A lot of people don't understand. They think it's because of first round draft picks or first round knockouts. And I really was kind of playing on words because it goes together. When I opened it in '08. I had already been doing football, <clears throat> and so I knew, I knew I was gonna do football. Like, I, I was doing football and fighting at the same time. But then I left football for a little bit to go take over fighting. Yeah. And as I did that, I knew I was gonna come back to football. I knew I was gonna be in basketball one day. I knew I was gonna be in baseball. So I named it first round management, not because I want to manage first rounders. It was always a reminder to myself to treat everybody as a first rounder. That was the biggest thing. And so that's I think one of the things. So when you say like, yo, you know, the amount of stuff you do and all. It's it's really because like, I, you know, I don't make the most money with you, you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, it's true. But I I don't care, you know what I mean? It's like it's so much fun to see you doing what you're doing. You feel me? And that's yeah. why, like, you know what I mean? Like I do this job. The guys who make millions and millions of dollars, God bless them. You know what I'm saying? That's what they got to do. That's what it is. But to watch a guy who legitimately has the ability to impact the whole community, all that stuff, that's the stuff I'm going to be a part of. So I named it first so. round management because I always wanted to remind myself when I walk into the building and there's the sign. Or when I, you know, because I like to brand FRM on everything. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I got a closet full of FRM T-shirts. I've got my walls, my rugs, everything. That I, I got a rug at the house, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all FRM'd out. And so it's always to remind me, yo, you have a job to do. It ain't done yet. And always make sure you treat somebody, whoever you come in contact with, as a first rounder. And that's basically been my principle. You know what I mean? Oh. Hey, and I could attest to that because, listen, he, he'll, if he can't answer my phone call, he'll text me right back and tell me, hey, I can't answer right now. I'll call you back. And he calls back every time. Whenever I go see him at the office, he makes time to talk to me. And, again, I'm not the highest guy in his roster. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually one of the newer guys on the roster. But, yeah. you know, never a, a lack of attention or anything. And uh, when I going back to what I said earlier, when I say, you know, whatever, everything touches gold, I want people to know that 
I'm glad you said your story because uh, people think it's an overnight success when it's like 10 years in the making. You know what oh, I mean? Straight up. The craziest and thing uh, about this business, whether it's football, uh, fighting, whatever it is, and I know you probably got the same shit, right? When you did the the the, the, the KO, everybody like, oh shit, you know, you did, man, man, he was always been a guy that made tough as fuck. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they shut the fuck up. This motherfucker's in the gym <laughs> two times a day, sometimes yeah. three times a day, yeah. you know, working his ass off. You know what I mean? Sacrificing a lot of other shit he could be doing. Things that could be making you way more money. Right. Legal yeah. or illegal. Right? But this is his dream. This is what he wants to do. And he's out there. You know, so everybody sees Saturday night. Everybody sees fight night. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, sees yeah, yeah. Sunday. They don't see all the other work. They don't know the all the behind the scenes shit. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of the stuff that I, you know, they do with me too. Like, it was crazy, bro. When John Jones would win, motherfuckers were lined up outside my door. <laughs> How do I invest? Let me sign with you. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd get a DUI. Fuck you. It's your fault. Boom. And all of a sudden, it was like that. You know what I mean? And it's the, <laughs> it was the wildest thing for me to understand. You know what I mean? And, and, and I got used to it. And I started realizing that people are only going to see what they want to see. Yeah. It's not their job to know what I do Monday through Thursday. But when they see you go out there on a Friday and knock somebody out in three seconds, it doesn't really matter. Like, as long as they're watching, they're tuning in, they're buying your T-shirt, shit like that, all the other stuff... I'm used to it. Oh, right. you're a fat fuck. Yeah, you don't want fat because I can go eat whatever the fuck I want now. I don't gotta worry about. I don't gotta worry about. I don't gotta worry about cereal being thrown away and shit like that. Yeah, no more. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, straight up. My mom's straight now. You know, you get what I'm coming from. Like yeah, I've been able yeah. to do things for for a lot of people, not just you know myself, but it's like different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know what? If I don't do anything else, I'm good. So I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But it's crazy because if tomorrow you win the championship. All of a sudden, Maggie's gonna be the man in Miami yeah. again. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? If yeah, Masvidal, yeah, yeah. Masvidal wins, it's like, oh shit, Mag, you're the guy. And it's like, dude, you guys don't get it. Like, so much work we all do behind the scenes to put on that show for you guys, for it to either be up or down. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. whatever. But yeah, you know. And absolutely, like you said about the knockout, everybody's like, oh shit, that knockout. And that was during the pandemic, which I want to get into with you too. But they don't know that I built a gym in my backyard. I kept working. I never stopped. I kept yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, I kept yeah, going. Yeah. I studied my opponent. And you know, and and by the grace of God, lightning struck on his chin that night with my right hand. You know, but bro, oh. you're a movie, bro. That's the <laughs> thing I've been trying to like tell you. The end of the day, that backyard when I saw it, that big ass pit bull he's got. Yeah, you, yeah, know yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Huge no, pooch. pooch. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, it's boy. like I walk back there and I say, yeah, this is this is what legends are made of. Hell Got yeah. some real shit. That's Thank what I'm you. trying hell to yeah, tell you. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean, you know what was dope? Uh, well, BKFC came and they like you know they interviewed me in the backyard. I got the jungle gym. And you know, and uh, shout out to Tiago. He works out at fucking ATT, which is the university, <laughs> dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Russian versus Rocky. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a dope contrast, man. You know? No, the jungle is dope. I started going to the jungle this week. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Gym, we got two nights over there. Running yeah, a yeah, miles. yeah. I'm ready. First round. What's up? First round, me. What's up? It's going down. He, he ain't make it this morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't make it. <laughs> hey. Anyway, you gotta throw me under the bus. My brother and uh, we were talking about your brother Abe earlier. Fucking uh, amazing dude too. Hands on like a motherfucker. You know he's he's the mouth of the south. Yeah, <laughs> makes things happen. Um, how how'd you guys start working together? How, you know you brought on Abe so, when you first started. Yeah. So look, Abe's been my road dog since I can remember. Obviously, there was a picture I posted once that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it on my Instagram. It's one where my brother's got like chocolate all around his mouth, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, sitting there yeah. looking at my mom and dad. I, I might have been five or six, and he's two years younger, so either three or four. And they were asking us who ate the cookies. And I just stared at him. So then my mom looks at my brother and she goes, Did your brother tell you to eat the cookies? And he just looked at her. I ain't going to tell. We, weren't, we didn't snitch yeah. on either one of us, you That's know what I'm awesome. saying? Yeah. So he's been my road dog since I was a uh, little kid. 
you know, he he's the guy that I went to work at Burger King. I was 15, got my first job at Burger King, real job, right? Yeah. Motherfucker came right behind me, worked there. Uh, I went and got my job at you know at the mall, Daily Mall. Boom. Came right behind me, boom, went to work at the mall. Awesome. I went to household finance, one of my first, you know, like real jobs in real estate. Fucking, he went there, you, boom, you, and did it. You were, I mean, in a sense, a father figure to him. You know I me. Mean? You're the older brother. You're the, you're the man to look up to. And and I know growing up, I know growing up in a Middle Eastern household, you guys are about structure and work and and like you said, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, praying yeah. and doing this and then the other. But everything is 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 fo- you know focused. So yeah, I mean, listen, he's he was a uh, you know my brother. If you guys meet my brother, my brother's the calmer, cooler version of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just he's a smooth dude. Doesn't get into a lot of the back and forth. You don't have no beef with nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't get into it. He doesn't look for it. He's a very, very good guy. And so he was always the right guy to have, you know what I mean, like right. on my side. You know what I mean? And so we just started working together, bro. And then, you know, unfortunately, when I, when I was telling you the story where me and him weren't talking in 07, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's dumb inner family shit that of causes course. that. We When we got over that, you know what I mean? We got over it. And then um, he went and got divorced. And when he was going through his divorce, his business was with his wife. And so I was like, yo, homie, I mean, I get what you're doing is great. You really want to keep doing that? He was like, nah. He was like, I was really hoping you would say it. Like, come on. Yeah. And that's the day I knew first round man. Listen, I'm going to sell my business for some stupid number one day. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm telling you guys, don't ever be surprised. I just want a couple shares. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? You know what I mean? Listen, $100 million, if I sell it for $100 million, I failed. So that goes to show you the number I'm looking for, right? Something stupid. And I'm going to build it to that level. And um, I just told him, I said, bro, listen, this, 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 is, this is it right here. And he was like, bro. He's like, you know, you rep John Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 he's like, he's yeah. the fucking best. And I'm like, so what's up? And he was like, man, fuck, I really want to do it. And I was like, come on. You sure? He's like, yeah. So come on. So I brought him on board. And I said, hey, it's work, though. My brother busts his ass. You know what I mean? He busts his ass. He works Absolutely. his ass off. And, and um, without him, I probably couldn't do it. He runs the MMA side of shit and, um, you know, the combat sports side, I, I guess I could say. Even though lately he just really basically runs the George Masvidal business. I'm about to say, like, <laughs> you can't see Masvidal without seeing Abraham. <laughs> Those two, see, but let me tell you something. That's kind of like the relationship I wish I had with everybody. Yeah. Him and Masvidal is the ideal client, you know what I mean, athlete relationship. Them boys ain't, they ain't no client. Masvidal ain't no client. That's, that's family. Absolutely. We do a lot of work with him. Um, I know Abraham, you know, I, I think people don't understand that our jobs is not just a contract. Our jobs are more... Counselor, mentor, example, advisor. You know what I mean? So many more things to it. And when, when he was really, like, Masvidal was in a really bad place, my brother helped pull him out of it, you know? Um, saw him through his divorce. Saw him through switching weight classes. Saw him through bringing him back. And he went, I don't know if you guys remember, but Masvidal was out for a whole year. And he went on a reality show. And a lot of people think he just went on that show instead of fighting. He actually that, focused, laser focused during that show. It was it was what, what helped him lose the weight and figure things out. And, and, and it was all part of the plan that my brother... Set forth for him, bro. And this is when Masvidal really was, you know, a nobody. And I don't mean it like in a nobody in the sense of like he's no one. He was always somebody. He's always a street legend here in Miami, but he wasn't game bred the way we know him today. He wasn't, he hadn't caught fire yet. He was the guy that we all knew here in Miami. Oh, that Mm -hmm. bitch is a badass. He fought in the backyard. But he wasn't game bred the way he was today. And Abraham was with him, bro. Like he was just with him. Like it was whatever Masvidal. And by the way, he was the same way with Yoel. Those two guys came to my office, came to my company because of Abraham. And when Yoel popped the first time for steroids, Abraham's the one that believed him when he said he didn't do it. I'll tell you guys right now, I didn't believe him. That big motherfucker did not look like he was not taking <laughs> steroids. Right, right, right. Okay? Yeah. And I pushed him and I pressed him and I tried everything to get him to admit to me that he would take it, taking it. And Yoel said no. And I kept, and I would fuck my brother. I told him, I said, bro, you want to be stupid all you want to. You go put your neck on the line for this guy if you want to. This motherfucker failed that test. He goes, 
I'm, my brother doesn't really argue with me too much, so he kind of put his head down. And he was like, "You say whatever you want." <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want to get into yeah, it with yeah, me. You know, yeah, he's yeah. like, "You say whatever you want." I know he didn't do it. Yeah. I said, "All right, if that's how you feel, then you go fight it." Yeah. And it came to light that he didn't. Yeah. And he went and sued those motherfuckers right, and won right. some thirty million dollar. Right, right, right. But, but my point is, my point is, right. That's how we are. You know what I mean? When we're, we're down with somebody, we ride with them to the end. No. That's how we do it. You know what I mean? We don't really yeah. look to like, you know. No, and, and and before you leave this subject, I want to attest to that where he says like, you know, where where you and Abraham Abraham are the same in that because after my fight at four thirty in the morning, you were at my house after I lost to to Tiago. Yeah. And you were like, yo, I just came to see you because I know that first hour after a loss, yeah, everything's, uh, you know, you want to play off, like everything's cool, you know? And yeah. you were actually there. I kind of spazzed out for a second, you know what I mean? He was there to calm me down. And so I'm there to attest to that where, where these guys, you know, where you and Abraham both have that in you where you guys, you know what's going on, uh, especially at this high level of the sport and, and these big, you know, these moments of, of, of big games, big fights. So uh, you were there for a great moment for me, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that might... So a lot of people be like, oh, no, you, you might think I, I, I passed, saw past that, but I didn't. I know that, that was a well, big moment. It, it, yeah. it was, listen, you got to remember, for you, that was like the moment of all moments. Right. <clears throat> You're the, I mean, I call it the main event, even though you weren't for the promotion, but you and Tiago were the main event. Everybody in that building was there to watch you guys fight. And you're in your city, and you go out there, and... I mean, if we're being real, you got fucked up. I mean, no one had ever seen you like that. Yeah. You went out on your shield like a real G. And I was super proud of you. But yeah. I also know, no matter how tough you are, no matter how much you train, no matter how much of a badass you are, those emotions inside your heart of failure, depression, all that shit starts to, like, start to simmer up. Yeah, yeah. I know you had, um, I know you had, uh, what do you call it, Ash's parents there. I know yeah. you had your mom there, your kids were there. But it was late. Everybody was tired. You guys were trying to eat, and you were in a, in a, in a mood. And, and I knew it. And I, that's why I came over there, because what I didn't want you to do was think that you were a failure because you lost that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a winner. That's the thing you needed to know. You know what I mean? I wanted you to understand that. That was the biggest reason why I went there. Right. You know what I mean? Because not everybody loses a fight. Because, listen, when you, it depends on how you lose a fight and, and, and where you are in your career and all that stuff. It never feels good. Right. But some guys, when they lose, you can tell, like, you know what, it's like, fuck it, I'm collecting a check. And I knew for you that that fight meant a lot. And then and when in your hometown where, you know, you got a... You gotta, uh, uh, a cult following You know what I mean yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like you, you don't feel like You just let yourself down Sometimes you know That, that feeling of of, uh, of loss Goes to the kids And The people out in the streets And sometimes right. we look For that validation Right Yeah. You know what I mean And I needed to make sure That was the only reason Why I came there I just wanted to make sure That you understood That you were yeah. a winner Because You know what I mean I don't think you understand me When I say this You're not supposed to be here Right You're hosting a show right now Right I don't do this with anybody. I've never done a podcast with it. I'm doing my own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like I'm here because, you know what I mean, you guys asked me to come on. Um, and so I'm saying this to you so you understand what I'm saying. This is not like, you know me, but I don't got to kiss up to nobody. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't no, give, yeah, a, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit. I, I would just move on. But you are a winner and you need to understand that. And Thank so, you. you know, when, when see, God uses people in any way which he needs to. Mm-hmm. And so you got a story. You're an example. You know what I mean? And so that's what I. That's why when I got there to your house, that I just needed you to understand that. And you know, the funny thing is, is that his eyeballs were like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Couldn't no, see out of shit. Yo, but look, and, 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 to touch, and to touch up on that, and to touch up on that, what people don't know, you know what I'm saying? After after everything that you just explained right now, like real talk, like everyone in this room right now that's in here, 
was you know feeling the same way and dare you know what i'm saying and dare for yuli yeah. yo we came i couldn't even go home i said yo i'm going to the gallery hold yeah. on yuli hold on yeah. Yeah. i said i'm going to the gallery we call this the gallery yeah. i'm co- i'm going to the gallery i came home i i i felt like I needed to do something, right? Like, I, I needed to do something. I, we run social media and all that, mm-hmm. content creation, all that good stuff. Little do you we know, freaking an hour and a half, you was there at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, at 4 in the morning, Ash, yo, are you guys still at the gallery? Yuli want to go over there. Is that where you did that funny thing where that's, you popped That's in? where we did it right here. The Martin thing? Yuli, Yuli. When I saw that, when I saw that, I said to myself, you know what? God's going to bless this dude. He's going to be all right because... Let me, let me just say this to you. So I've been in the fight game now for about 16 years, yeah. right? Seven, four, 14 years, 16, 14 years, whatever. And Tiago Alves, the way he spoke about you after that fight, the next day, week after, even today, he's never spoken like that about anybody else. He's, he said to me, most respectful. And, and you know, you got to think, bro, from where you came from. That's not really like you know what I'm saying like, like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah no yeah, yeah for sure you know what I mean I see them on Instagram they're writing each other and shit like that I go dog what the fuck just happened here you know what, <laughs> what, I, mean? You know what I mean so yeah. it's like but but that's what I'm saying bro people don't understand like you know are you a good guy because today you changed your life nah deep down inside you know what I mean you get it you understand the 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 uh, the martial arts way you understand competition you know what I mean you understand that hey sometimes you're gonna win sometimes you're gonna lose the last fight you're on ESPN and it's the fastest KO in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. In your next fight, you come out of that bitch look like fucking twenty guys jump you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know right. what I mean? And, and, yeah. and but but when you're able to sit here and talk about it and understand that yeah, you lost, big fucking deal. You know what I mean? That's the example I'm talking about. Somebody's yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna see that one day and say, "Shit, Yuli's my favorite fighter. He just got fucking beat up. Fuck that guy. I lost a lot of money on him, right?" And then it'll be that same guy that's like getting divorced or loses a job, and then he'll see you come back and do something spectacular again and say, "Fuck." This guy's he's my idol. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, he's setting example. I get the messages, bro. I get the messages. People will, will write us and say, "Hey, can you set me up to talk to so and so?" Paige Van Zandt's my favorite fighter in the world. You know she lost, but boom. You know what I mean? Or, or, or Masvidal still my. The, you guys don't understand how much you impact people that watch you. That's why that day I had to come tell you, you're a winner, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we can make all the excuses. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, fighting yeah, forever. Yeah. We can do that. Let's just, let me just take him out of the equation. Right, right. You could have lost to anybody. You could have lost to somebody who started last week. Doesn't matter. In life, you're a winner, and that was something that you needed to know. And I wanted you to know that. That's why I showed up that day because I can I understand what you go through. You question yeah, life yeah. in general, of course. You know what I mean. You start to question why the fuck did I do this. You know what I mean. I could be doing something else. Fuck this. You know what I mean. And and, and we get down like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And and you know I'm I'm not immune to it either. And sometimes you know when you when somebody says hey my brother, you know you guys gotta understand me and my brother are like this. So for me to call somebody my brother. I'm basically telling you that you're at the same level as Abraham Kawa. I got family members that can't even be fucking that close with me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So how can I not come to your house if I really care about you? And that's the reason why I came there. You know what I mean? And that's that's the truth, bro. That's the reality of it. That's, that's dope. And right. that's the thing. That's the thing that that people don't understand about this job. It's taxing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but after that that third round was over, I was screaming at your brother in the corner, yeah. and I think it was no, it was Dylan. I was screaming at Dylan. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck? I'm saying, are you guys making sure he's all right? Stop the fucking fight. I was, I had enough. And I got Mama Woodley screaming at me at the other side, telling <laughs> yeah. me, you know what I mean? My son's not doing this shit. You're fighting fuck the mother. Hey, talk about that you put Mama Woodley on the phone with me like a week yeah. after. Oh, too. because she, she wanted to talk to you. She oh, was actually like, that day. That day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She, wanted to like, she wanted to let you know, like, yo, you, you went out. You, dude, 
I think you gained more in that fight than you did the three-second KO. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? And the respect and shit that you earned. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Like, look at how crazy life is, right? In 05, you were in prison, right? And I don't know what you did from 05 until the day that we signed, but you know what I mean? I'm assuming you ran around, you fucked around, did absolutely. your thing, right? And you were probably looked at by a lot of people as some fucking thug that, you know, dad probably should have wore a condom type shit, right? <laughs> okay? <laughs> Nobody probably gave a fuck about you. And then today, right? I represent a lot of people that I don't really have a lot of respect for. I just, I represent them. We just work with them. And I'm telling you as the top manager in the business, fucking got a lot of respect for you. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. earned that. And it's not yeah. from the fight itself. It's just from the whole totality of everything. It's how you conduct yourself, the shit you do for the community. All that stuff to me is what makes a man. Yeah. You beat it, If you would have beat Tiago, but would have been a scumbag about it, okay, yeah. you're just another fighter that won. Yeah. But when you can be that guy, and that's that's the that's the reason why, bro. So when, when you see somebody, let, let me tell you something. As an agent, when you see somebody, and, and by the way, if I never would have went to your house or wouldn't went to your house, right? I still probably would have been here. We still would have been talking. You still yeah, would have been yeah, saying yeah. he's the best. But I cannot, as a man, look you in the face and expect excellence from you, and for me not to give it back to you. And I had told you guys when this fight happened, I'm staying out of it, I'm not fucking around with either one of you. And the cool thing is neither one of them called me to say anything about the other one, right? Yeah. Nobody did that. It was the coolest thing. I didn't go to the weigh-ins. I didn't do none of that. I showed up to the fight. I sat back. I didn't have any any blue on or red on. I didn't give a fuck. I just yeah. want to make sure that, like, nobody looked. Just, oh, he likes him more. Nah, yeah. listen, I'm right down the middle. If you win, what I tell you? I'm going to celebrate with you for a minute, Absolutely. and then I got to go check up on him make sure he's all right. Absolutely. I told him, if you win this fight, you know, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to congratulate you. But if you lose, right? Oh, if you win, then I gotta go check up on him. That's what yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so he knew that, and so he was cool. And he came today by to bring me the stuff to um to uh to frame it. It's all fucking full of blood and shit like that. <laughs> Damn, like that. you know what I mean? Legendary, so, legendary. But I, I will say this though: you will walk in the office soon in the next couple of weeks, and you and him will be immortalized forever. Thank on you, Face Round Management, because he is the very first client I ever had, and it's only right that I, I I pay homage to him for winning the belt. But that picture that I'm gonna put up in the office is gonna be more about. The totality of everything, not yeah. just one person winning. It's going to be more about Respect how you're also, so yeah. Not only, but not only that, just how you're also a winner too. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. lifted both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, I got a yeah, you did, picture. That's yeah, a dope yeah, ass okay. picture. Wait, I, you walked in here saying that you're not going to cry. You made me cry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, but dog, because you know what I mean. Like, Thank listen, you, but, that's, no, it's but real that's, shit though. But yeah. that's the thing though, right? Like when we do these podcasts, what are we doing here? I know yeah. I get we're entertaining people, but right now I'm not even focused on that. You know what I'm saying? We're keeping it funky. No, for sure. I'm just being real with you guys because. We as guys were always on this tough guy shit. Right. That shit don't mean nothing no more. You feel what I'm saying, yeah. bro? It's, it doesn't. What the fuck? Who cares? You know what I mean? So I just rather tell you, like, you know, you asked me to come on. I say, yeah, I'm always gonna keep it real. You ask me a question, I'm gonna tell you the truth, whether you know I like it or not. Well, if I don't like the question, I'm gonna tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's the reason why I went there. I wanted you to be to stay in the same mental space that that keep on what you're doing because the fighting. I didn't sign you because you're not to do it out in three seconds. Right. Give a fuck. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You guys understand like how small all this shit right, is? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that you're like, you know, a, a bigger legend in the street than you are a fighter is what I wanted to make sure I reminded you of. That was it. Dope. And the fact that your face looks all right, because you were ugly anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To me, I'm, I'm happy to see that, bro. But that's Thank the thing you, I wanted man. you to understand. You, you know, you're a great guy. Thank you, my brother. And so you deserve all the success in, that you get. And that's really one of, you Damn, know. hell yeah. Thank Appreciate you, all that love right there. Uh, all them energies uh, yeah. right Thank there, you. bro. Thank hell you. yeah. Thank Straight you. up. Malky. Thank you, bro. And that's why I'm signing first round management. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my brother. Thank you for that, man. For real, it was, it was amazing. I, oh yeah, something I wanted a, a you know fucking crazy detour here, but it's, <laughs> something, something I wanted to bring up was 
And you actually told me the story because I didn't know unless you had told me. You told me it was years ago that uh, one of the guys in UFC lost, he, he actually won a fight and he fired you while he was still standing in the, in the octagon. Or something. Yeah. Was it Mike something? Wasn't it Matt Mitrione? Matt Mitrione. That's Matt right. Matt Mitrione. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Bro, you know what? It was the funniest did, did you thing. Tell me that, that kind of blew you up after that yeah. too. It was. It was like at the beginning of the social media stage. <laughs> Oh, and that shit went viral. All I know is I was sitting, I was sitting right next to John Jones. We were in Vegas, and um, it's a wild story because I didn't deserve it. But <laughs> yeah. he had to do it. He had something to do with his wife pressuring him and all this stuff. Me and Matt are cool. We talked afterwards and never came up again. But he fires me, and I'm sitting there, and all I hear is ding, 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 ding. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I saw it on TV, so I kind of slouched <laughs> in my chair. I was like, "Oh shit!" So I wanted to hide. <laughs> I wanted to hide, and then my phone goes off, and I'm looking, and I'm like. 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 followers. Like, you want to fire me next? I was just like, fuck <laughs> it. So it, it blew me up. Everybody knew who Holy I was from that. Shit. I, I did it like a tour afterwards, just kind of explaining my side of the story. I hit the TV, the radio, yeah. all that shit. And, I was into that story, so damn, that's that marketing, hear, bro. That's that I had, marketing. I had right to there. hear, I had to hear, fucking Matt Mitchell fired you, blah 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 blah. And then, <laughs> but I mean, it is what it was, though. But it's you know, again, it's one of those things where it's like you know, you go out there, you do the best you can. Sometimes people don't see it, they don't recognize yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, I got no hard feelings with him, bro. It's actually worked out in my favor. Um, me and Matt are cool. You know what I mean? I got no beef with him yeah. either. I see him and say what's up, shit like that. Oh, so um, that- I haven't seen him in a long time, but if I see him again, I'm gonna actually like, yo, bro, do you remember? You- <laughs> <laughs> how he feels about it ten years later? But yeah, it was it was one of the. Listen, when you're in the spotlight, like like how you are, you know what I mean? You get this, and even you when you when you perform, right? Yeah, you get it. You're gonna go out there. Some people are gonna boo the shit out of you. Right. Some people are gonna love you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Some love you, from hate. You, oh, for sure. You do it for a reason. Yeah. And if yeah. you're doing it for that, then you're gonna have a hard time. Because some days they love you and some days they hate you. Yeah, hell yeah. You know I mean, some absolutely. days you do great and some days you don't. So that no, is what it is. You know, one thing that I've always, I mean, even since we were younger, I've always noticed about you and that you have that I think is actually very great in this business is that you don't sugarcoat anything. You don't try to make anybody feel good about anything. You like, you, you straight stay the way it is. But, but listen, straight shooter. But let me ask you a question, right? If I would have sat here and said that, everything I just said about you, right. and I'm a bullshitter. Well, how would you have felt? No, absolutely. No. So I'm saying it's yeah. more impactful when you tell somebody the absolutely. truth. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, but, but here's the other thing, too. What type of relationship do we have? Yeah. I'm sitting here telling you flat out, yo, the dude fucked you up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. But, but, but you have to have that relationship absolutely. because if no, I yeah. can't tell you the truth, what the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, straight people up. Ha- people have called me an enabler. People have called me a yes man. People have called me all types of shit. This is what they Because listen, if tomorrow you go and get in trouble... The first thing they're going to do is look at me. Oh, why didn't you control him? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Sorry, guys. I don't know. I live over here. He lives over there. He's got his own life. I got my own life. I had no idea this was going to happen. Had I known, I'd have been there. Right? Right. Right. Shit happens in fucking states 10,000 miles away from me. Right? Yeah. And it's still my fault. So. (laughs) You just know what I'm saying? So I've, I've, I've always learned not to sugarcoat shit because don't come to me and tell me something that's not the truth. I'd rather you tell me the truth. I have a lot more respect for you than if you bullshit me. And, and and I realized that when I was younger, I used to be the guy that would, like, say shit. I have fucking around, but it was the truth. But I would try to make it, like, you know, so, soft because yeah. I didn't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Right. Now, you need to not worry about my feelings. In business, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? I'd rather you tell me, yo, Mark, your breast stinks. <laughs> Mark, you got something in your teeth. Like, why would you, not, like, why would you hold that back? Why yeah. would you keep looking at that? <laughs> You know what I mean? And so I've always been like, so listen, like I'm the guy. Like, hey, hey, babe, how's this dress look? Fucking terrible. Take that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the green one? Put the green one on. No, nah, bro, but you feel me? Like, yeah, they, yeah, they do yeah, that yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, 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 they yeah. do that to us. You think I look fat? 
They, no, be, they do be doing them trick questions nah, too. Nah, Bonnie, I don't understand why. So, I, so you're gonna ask me? I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> it gets to the point they get so like they better not ask them. Yeah, so yeah. So now yeah. it's like I've learned like, yo, you look fucking fine as fuck. Oh, really? Then they believe it. <laughs> Tr- trust me. So, I, so now you flipped it now. So Everyone knows when you're bullshitting. Yeah, bro, bro, because. I, I don't like that. Like I, I'd rather you tell me the truth. Oh no, babe, that shirt looks pretty good, and it's fucking sucking. I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't let me go out of the house like that, bro. Hey, why you let me go out like this? You see, they just put me on the ground. No, because, because then I see the picture later, and I go, bro, you told me I look good, and it's like, no, you, I did it, you know. But I've always been that type, bro. Like, listen, the 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 number one commandment in the Bible today is when Jesus said. Do unto others. That's the the main commandment. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Right. Absolutely. So I kind of I try to live my life by that way. I'm not perfect. I'm not coming on here to try to sound that way. Yeah. I'm just telling you guys that's kind of what I do. So when I when I talk to you, when I talk to you, I'm talking to you the way I'd want you guys to talk to me. You know what I mean? So I'm not I don't, I don't sugarcoat shit, and that's what the, the way it has to be because you got to trust what I'm telling you. So if I said to you, hey, we're not going to take this fight, because that's the thing too. Like I, I don't know if you saw when Baboon put out there that all. Oh, you know, uh, what do you call it? He's been trying to keep guys away from me and blah, blah, blah and all this other shit. And it's like, dog, I don't think you get it. <laughs> Tiago's not going to fight you, not because he doesn't want to fight you, because I had something else going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's, and then it turns into something. You know what I mean? Everybody always assumes something. They have no idea. Right. But imagine, bro, if I was a sugarcoater and a bullshitter, and I was to tell you, hey, bro, you're not going to fight Tiago now. We're going to go do something else. How, how are you going to believe me? You're going to yeah. be like, yo, you're trying not to, you know, same shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know me, you're gonna just like you would probably do with anybody. You're gonna assume that there's always something else going on. Absolutely. And I, I've learned that. Hey, you want to fight him? Because that's how the fight happened. What do you think about me and Tiago for for a belt? That's what you really want to do. All right, yo. What do you want to do? It was oh, bro, I'd love to fight for a championship. You want to fight uh, Yuli? Oh, I would love to fight Yuli. You sure? Yeah, bro. He, and then he actually told me in that call. He's like, yo, he's been super respectful. He called me up. All right, we make a call. Boy, call Dave. And say, hey, Feldman, I got a match for you. What's up? How about we do? Tiago and Yuli for a championship. And when he said, fuck, I'm with it, boom, fight happened. Yeah. Okay. I didn't go to Tiago and say, hey, bro, I got an idea. Why don't we go after Yuli? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, hey, Yuli, look, man, you know what I mean? Nah, it's not how it works. I, I put them each in their own box. Yeah. Tiago didn't even question me. He's been down this road with me. Yeah. Didn't even question me. And he didn't even question me neither. That's how I knew that I had the trust of my clients. When somebody gives you their trust, you should not betray that. If you're unhappy with something, you should tell them. If you don't like something, you should tell them. Yep. That's trust. Yeah. No, I don't got to worry about you stealing my bag, bro. Right. You know what uh, I'm saying? Definitely not. You, you feel me? But, this, but it's not about that. Right. I need to be able to trust you when it's like, if somebody came into the show and said, hey, bro, you're signing the Malky Cowell. He's a piece of shit. And you sit there and go along with it for the next 45 minutes. I don't got beef with that guy. I got beef with you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why would you allow him to sit there and talk like yep. that? Yeah, I got to yeah, yeah. trust that you got my back. You know what I'm saying? Like, in time, and listen. By the way, maybe I am a piece of shit to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would trust, hope that I could trust you enough to like try to resolve that for me. Right. Same way somebody comes and say, "Man, fuck that Yuli guy. Fuck that too nice guy. Well, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Ah, yeah. oh, I just don't like him. Okay, cool. Well, do me a favor. Keep your negativity about my boys right, right, somewhere right. else. You know what right. I mean? Like you should never hear somebody say, "Hey, Malky said this about you." Right. Yeah. yeah Malky yeah. ain't saying it to your face. Yeah. If somebody came to you tomorrow and said, "Bro, Malky said you got fucked up," <laughs> yeah, he told me my face. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to like? Hide the fact that one of my clients won and one of my clients lost. I gotta have that conversation with him. And that's, I keep telling you, you're a winner for a lot more reasons than you think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're able to do things that a lot of professional fighters and professional athletes can't do. And that's the thing, whether you ever win a belt or not, right. the way you've handled this whole scenario, you've done things that a lot of guys that are way ahead in life when it comes to fighting. Not in life, just in fighting, right? right. 
that they've ne- they can't do. You've done it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's, yeah, that's yeah, you yeah. got a lot of the characteristics of 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 a of a of a, of a real real guy. Thank you, so thank you, thank you. Damn, he sure does, and that should be rubbing <laughs> out, bro. We out here, <laughs> my brother. Man, you never. You, we gotta make a, a book about you, dog. Psychology. Yeah, hell yeah. What's up? Of a, of what would we call manager. it? Well, uh, psychology psychology no, of a sports gonna, manager. Trust me, man. Listen, I go to his office. You know, we got a meeting, but hey, hold on. Give me a second. I gotta call. This is important, right? Now. The way your brain works, you know what I mean? Like, you don't notice it because it's you, and it's like it's like second nature, you know what I mean? But right. when you're outside looking in, yeah, 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 you're yeah, like, yeah. Damn, he thinks about these certain little things, you know what I mean? You, you you think about these little nuances that you're like, damn, dog, I gotta start thinking about that with my career, you know? You start just mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody else, but I'm like, damn, I, I, I'm tuning in because I gotta I gotta catch up, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's amazing. Hey, and next next time you call Feldman, you know we call Feldman for the belt fight. Feldman, we need that fight of the night check, Feldman. Oh, <laughs> damn. Feldman, <laughs> yeah. something else. I love Feldman, but he's something else, bro. God, he's something else. Yeah. Hell today, yeah. by the way, did, were you there? Uh, today, I did a little scan today for um, for video games and, uh, and and action figures, which was dope. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> Fucking Feldman, man. My brother, what, what's going on in uh, what's going on in your future and the future of uh, first round management? Where we headed to? So, I mean. You guys saw that I saw, signed Frank Gore Jr. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Frank Gore's son. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So that went to show me that in football, I've gotten the best co-signing I could have ever got. You got a generation. You know what I mean? When when somebody's son signs with me and the dad's pretty much like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what you want to yeah, do, yeah. so I co-sign on this. You know what I mean? And not deal with my stuff. So I think that you're going to see a lot of big things coming. There's a lot of big news coming up anyway. That's but that just, It's just football. It's just in general. You'll soon see me in, in, in soccer. Baseball sure. no, and basketball. Talking. You know what I mean? You'll see me in that. Um, you guys know I got the Tyron Woodley-Jake Paul fight. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, big. yeah. Big. I'm doing, I'm doing, big. I'm, I'm doing you know, um, certain things in boxing. Obviously, the bare-knuckle boxing, like, I've kind of basically, I get fighters every day that call me, like, oh, bro, can you do this for me? Mm-hmm. I got the highest-paid person in the in the in that and in this and that, and yeah. then all of you guys getting paid around me, and that's, that's I'm actually happy about that, too, because, yeah. I mean, like, everybody's, you know, making their money. So, um, it's just going to keep expanding. I'm going to keep trying to, like, bro, Myself, dude, digital marketing, <laughs> social media stuff. I mean, it's just so many yeah, things going first on. First round is going to grow yeah, 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 yeah. as a whole. As it's, a whole, it's, listen, it's it's it's. We've gotten to a point that where I'm at today gave me a taste of what it's really like to be a big boy in the business. Yeah, it's not there yet. People see it and like, oh shit. I remember when you had the office that was like the size yeah. of this room, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get it? What and you mean, Michael? This room is big. No, no, no. This, room this room is room, never ending. Hey. It goes, oh. Yeah. This, this room this room was bigger than my last office. And Damn. there were some offices I worked in that were like smaller than this one, bro. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, 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 And that yeah. was first round management, you yeah. know? Me, my brother, Lou. Shout out to Lou DeBono, the yeah. meat grinder. Fucking, you know what I mean? A couple other kids. A, a, a website guy. It was so wild how like back then I, I thought certain things had to be in place. And today, bro, I can tell you, I got you know, you, you know, fucking twenty five guys in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? you got a whole yeah. full blown no, operation no, I, in that. I thing. got a division in Europe. Yeah. I got an office in Europe. Nice. You know, you know, what I mean? and you know what's dope, though, man? You show up to the office, and everybody's like happy to be working there, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 no, because listen, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, they are. It's a vibe. Everybody shows love. You know what I mean? It's dope. Yeah. No, but, well, the, first of all, here's the thing: being a boss is not driving the rules or pulling up VIP and all that. That's that anybody could do that. Yeah. All right. Being a boss allows you to work with the people you want to work with. Right. So if my office doesn't have a bunch of guys that you feel good around, you know what I'm saying? Then I've already like think about it. You come to the office, your girl comes to the office, your kids come to the office. 
if you don't feel good at the office, how the fuck are we family? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, so I, I always make a little. They come in, my guys come in. Yeah, so you know what I, I got, Joe Monk? Is it right quick? So what do I got to do? I got to make an appointment so I can go over there. So, okay, so you give me a walkthrough in <laughs> hey, that motherfucker. You, you, you do if you walk up those stairs without the buddy in the front lane, you up, boy, you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, but here's the thing though, that's funny. Like I, I'm gonna show you how sick I am though. How good's the coffee at my office? Best. Damn, well, we're if, foaming but, all. Boy. But listen, if it's not the best, I, somebody's getting fired, bro. Damn, so, so, so I gotta go taste them cafecito en la mañana para levantar el aire. Listen, hey, listen, I was there one day. A guy was there to change lights. What? He's like, hey, Maki, I'm here to change lights. He's like, who let you in my office? Why are you here? How much? No, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for the dude. No, listen, but two nights, listen, I'm some real shit. That's how sick I am, right? My brand, the FRM brand, the best clothing in all of sports. Across all sports. That logo's recognized everywhere. Yeah. And I'm always doing shit to, like, be ahead of the curve. We got joggers when joggers first came out. We got the badass sweatsuits. We got the best T-shirts. We got the best shorts. So that's how my brain is, right? Like, whatever I'm going to do, I got to be the best at it. That's why I haven't jumped into other sports because imagine from boxing, MMA, football, I now got to go do baseball and basketball. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? These yeah. other agents. And then, you know, it's crazy that agents will talk shit like, well, he does all these sports. I just do this. Go fuck yourself, bro. I'm a beast at everything I talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like octopus in this moment. But that's the thing. I don't want to be too crazy to where I can't do it. Yeah. So I focus on what I focus on. And I really believe you got to empower people. So I got a bunch of 20-year-olds in my office that are like, this is their dream job that every agency told them no. I got dudes in that motherfucker talking to Popeyes, Burger King, Atari, Mm. you know what I mean? All the crypto people. And and they're 20 years old. And it's funny to me because they'll come in and like, um... Spit it out, kid. <laughs> Can I talk to you? I've been waiting for you to talk. Spit it out. And he'll be like, um, I got this one kid in the office, Smiley. Shout out to Smiley. Fucking Smiley. He, he sits downstairs and he's just in there typing like this, right? And smiling the whole time. And when he talks to you, he's kind of like, uh, I just want to tell you that like my mom is really sick. And um, do you mind if I go home early today? And I'm like, guy, you're like, why the fuck do you smile? All the time? <laughs> so, so Smiley will come up to me and just be smiling ear to ear. You know? Uh, I just got off the phone with... Um, uh, Whatever company is, you know, is a hundred thousand dollars enough money for a so and so fighter to just put a patch on their shorts, right? And I, I get blown away, bro, because half these kids would have never had the opportunity, right? But I, I remember me being twenty years old, and I remember the people that said, "Hey, come on in, kid. Go ahead and refinance my house, or go ahead and do this." You know what I mean? They gave yeah, me yeah, a chance. Yeah. So these kids have gotten an opportunity with me that they would have never gotten nowhere else. Absolutely. So a lot of them, and that's the thing, you know, the ones that are appreciative and all that stuff, I look after them and take care of them. I get phone calls from their parents. Yo, my kid's walking around with a different swagger. <laughs> no, bro, for real, yeah, real shit. Yeah, yeah, like, listen, bro, yeah, yeah. you know what's crazy? You know you know what it is, too? I think a lot of it has to do with, I was a bully when I was younger, bro. You know what I mean? I used to, like, I used to outwit people, talk a lot of shit. I'd fucking make fun of people and shit. And, and uh, which, by the way, one day I'll tell you the story about Pitt, how he fucked me up in the in, in high school. <laughs> no, word? No, bro, I was coming down one set of stairs, and he was there battle rapping and shit. And fucking, he went off, and he just... Broke me down. To oh me. damn! Yeah, he, he hurt my feelings, bro. That moment. So, that's that's how no, he's he, a beast. He was just like, yeah, so, yeah, that's how he started too with the battles. So for me, you know what I mean. Like <clears throat> when I hear that, that's when I, you know it really impacted somebody too. So these kids go home. Their parents will call me like, "Yo, you don't understand what you've done for my son. The life that you know what I mean. The way he walks, the way he talks now. Yeah. I'm very proud of him. You know what I mean. Thank you so much. And that's where I kind of like you know I realized like fuck you know I got something special here. Yeah. And so that's why I, I do my best to try to always. Just do the right thing. Take care of people. And, and I think that, you know what I mean, the more I do for a guy like you, the more I do for, you know, all my different clients, the more they just tell somebody else about it, 
You know what I mean? Word of mouth is just, just kind of, you know. Of course, of course. And it pushes itself. Oh. Before you came. All right. So, damn. Suck. Oh, were we still, we still recording? No. Okay, cool. Look, before you came, we was over here going crazy, playing music, freestyling, rapping for like. An hour. An hour. <laughs> plus this going for another hour. <laughs> We got two minutes left, Yuli. Right. I'm going right. to buy you guys a good SD card. That's just bullshit. Come on, Maki. Come in exactly. here with a new SD <laughs> card, Maki. We're up. taking Don't Blink over there. <laughs> yeah, hey, we, we, we're bringing Don't Blink. The don't FRM, Blink. Uh, FRM yeah. Don't Blink. Don't Blink because this motherfucker is over before you know it. I just got started. Oh, yeah, my Fuck. brother, dog. Listen, man. It's What's been up? an honor and a pleasure having you here, dog. You're, you're an amazing person, dog. You're, you're very impactful in my life and and. and ve- Various people lives, man. I appreciate and, and that. Thank you so much for everything you do for me and everything you do for people at FRM and everything you do in the sport uh, in itself, bro, because it's amazing what you do. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. No, my bro. This oh, is my pleasure. You. Let me tell you something. This has actually been like the highlight of the week. And, I, and listen, I went to Tyron, yeah. you know, Woodley's uh, press conference with Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of cool shit, you know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like everything else has been great. This has probably been my favorite thing to do all week. Damn, That's we awesome. I mean, seeing you, you guys really trying to hustle this thing up and, and uh, all that stuff, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, I'm very proud of both of you guys, but it was my you, honor and pleasure to be on the Don't Blink podcast. Thank you, my brother. Yes. I think I think that what do you call it? You guys have a a nice thing here. You know nah, and once you set up yours, we're gonna go over there and finish yeah. this oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and everything here with Don't Blink, which has been super dope, is it's organic as fuck. We haven't been trying to buy no followers or tell anybody to follow us. We're like, look, this is what we're doing, and you know, from his music career to my fight career, everything's just been growing because we, we love we've it. Had you know dope, what I'm saying? We dope really love it on. too. Yeah, we've had dope ass people on with great fucking stories. Like, dog, I know you a long time. I ain't know the first half of that story where you yeah, started. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. And, and again, a lot of people think that, like, I, I was born with over, a silver spoon, but people don't understand. Right. I, had to, oh, yeah. I, had to, I had to I had to, hustle from a young age, right, bro. Right, right, right. You know, and, and not only the hustle. Like, the, the hustle, you, anybody that knows you has even talked to you for five minutes knows that you got the hustle in them. You had to overcome a lot of shit, personal shit, with oh, the mom bro. and the dad and all that shit. That's, that's I gave something. you guys basic stories, bro. Right, right, that, right. The, yeah, the, yeah. the Baker acting with my mom. You know what I mean? And watching cops put their hands on her like that. And listen, by the way, shout out to all the police officers. I think you guys are amazing. You guys do your shit you got to do. So I'm not here hating. It's just the way they had to go about it. My mom's five foot three. No, those are certain moments. You know what I'm saying, bro? They they grab her and they strap her and you feel helpless and you want to fight cops. (laughs) (laughs) The one that I wanted to go join a gang. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah, all that fucking. No, bro. The NWA is hitting the red lights. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck the police. Fuck the police. And now today I'm like, you know, I'm the biggest. Listen, I'm the biggest supporter of the armed service. Anybody that serves anybody, I'm a fan of. Firefighters, cops, yeah. army, marines, whatever. Oh, yeah. Shout so out you, to all you guys. Coming out, you're coming out fighting versus hunger. We're coming out. Oh, yeah. We got, yeah. Fighting versus hunger is actually July 25th. We'll get yes. you guys posted. I'm fighting, uh, fighting hunger. Fighting <laughs> hunger. Yeah, we, we go we, out we and we feed the homeless. The food. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's probably one of the most amazing things you do. Bro. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome real shit. Like, that's, that's, that, but that's what I'm saying, though, bro. Anybody that knows anything about you and sees what you really do, if they, you know, I'm, I'm and, and just like you, um, I, I I don't bullshit people. I mean, I, I I might be a little nicer to people, you know what I mean, in a certain in a certain manner. But I don't bullshit either, bro. I'm not. I, I don't do this for for likes or comments or. And I don't give three shits what less or not. Right. I I know where I came from. I came from shit. Uh, and and what can I do to help my people out? Is, is try to get some food back. Speak to the youth when I can. Um, and and. Fucking just show people that that I honestly did change my life from a negative to a positive, and you know the right fashion. And it's all good. You know what I'm saying? That fucking song. Hell yeah, bro. My brother, I love you, man. Thank you for being here. Fucking uh, first round management, Malki Kawa, Abraham Kawa, the fucking the man behind the man. Yes. And uh, thank you guys for everything, man. Don't blink. Episode fucking thirty. 
30. This is episode 30. This is episode 30. 30, 30, bro. Don't blink podcast in this motherfucker. 305, episode 30. That's right. My man, too nice. Yes. You know what I mean? My guy. Ah. The monster, ah. monster global. You know what I mean. Ah. You're the one and only. You with the monster of the south. That's it. That's it. Not the Jimmy Hart. <laughs> no, no. no, 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 this raw monster shirt. Hell yeah, yeah. we gonna lace you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need you like that soft Pima Kai. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be Pima brands. Pima. Talking about brands, we got monster brand global in here, boy. Yeah, yeah, you heard him. Thank you again, my brother. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We love y'all. Yes, sir. Bow. I think me and Two Nights got something great going on. We got some great guests coming up. It's gonna be dope. We got some dope people that, that already you know signed up to do it with us, which is great. A lot of people show us love, and uh, it's because we love them back for sure. Hell yeah, my brother! Great no, show. Hell yeah, everybody out there watching, man. Thank you to the whole Don't Blink family. We love y'all, man. Uh, this is a big shout out to all my Cuban people, man. Patria y vida. We're with you. Uh, we're doing as much as possible. My Cuban people, I love y'all. Stay strong for sure. Stay strong, 100%. Shout out to our sponsors, Romero Brothers Lumber Services. Anything you need done in your warehouse, from moving things, organizing things. Great people, man. Amazing people. Hell I love yeah. Richard. Thank you. Love you, brother. I don't see via bell bonds, man. You need to get out of jail ASAP. Call Javi. Call Gus. Let them know. Julian too nice uh, yeah, they get you. they'll get you out ASAP check out BKFC NFT I'm trying to get an NFT done with the monster with a three-second knockout Shit. so go to the link in my bio on Instagram BKFC NFT hit them up let them know that you need that monster three-second knockout hell yeah and a huge 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 shout out to Ray's Pizza Ray we love you thank you for everything you do for us July 25th we got oh, another yeah. fighting versus hunger jump roll July 25th it's a <clears throat> Sunday we got fighting versus hunger we need every helping hand out there Ray's Pizza is out there with two three hundred meals we're gonna be passing out food to our people in our community that need it thank you everybody for tuning in and don't blink